Charmed Life, a radio show discussing spirituality, magic, and the unconditional love of the universe. Thanks for tuning in. And I'm your host, Trisha Carr. Thank you for joining me today on this lovely February morning in 2018. We are broadcasting live from the Universal Broadcasting Network studios in Hollywood, California. And you can always watch the archives on my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Trisha Carr, or catch the podcast in any podcast outlet. So iTunes or iHeartRadio, please do like, subscribe, share, and comment. And on iTunes, you can actually leave a review. And that actually, all of that contributes your light, contributes your energy. It's 11-11, yo! 11-11! And hello to my producer, Jarvis Essex. <laughs> Always holding down the energy for me and making the show look super cool. So if you, actually, if you watch, if you listen to the audio all the time, know that there's a video version that Jarvis produces and brings up all kinds of cool images and different things um he's a he's a bright dude i have to say that and um he's single no <laughs> people i'm just saying it because people ask me all the time they don't even see you on camera yeah we're gonna get a picture together and put it up because i took a picture of us a few weeks ago and i looked stupid so <laughs> i shouldn't be self-deprecating self-love y'all self-love but anyway uh, sister got to be real about how she looked in the photo. And, and I want to tell y'all uh, that uh, just one thing before I bring on my super cool and wise guest, I want to tell you that it is we have a couple of days left for you to be able to register for the 2018 Intuitive Intensive, which is the program that I am collaborating to teach with Crystal Ann Compton, the founder of the Lightworkers Lab online spiritual community. And shout out to Lightworkers Lab. Hello, Lab fam. Do join the Lightworkers Lab. You can find this as a group on Facebook. It is an amazing, free, powerful resource for all of your spiritual growth and fellowship. And so Crystal and I are partnering for this 12-week intuitive intensive. We've already started the program, but we left the doors open for a few days into it because you can catch up. And I just want to share with you something that um, one of our students actually posted. And she says, I really feel compelled to say that even though I'm not sure if registration is still open, it is, y'all, just a couple of days. But the first week of the intuitive intensive course with Crystalline Compton and Trisha Carr has been mind-blowing. Guys, I really mean this when I say that as a person first starting out on my journey four years ago, I would have given my eye teeth to have had this knowledge. And it's not just about the content. It's the space that is held for us as we take it all in. Seriously, really, really sign up. You'll be able to catch up in no time. So do go to thelightworkerslab.com slash intuitive to check out this program. And if you're listening to this outside of the registration for this program, just know that there are amazing classes on my website, which is trishacarcharm.com. You can go to the work with me and you'll find classes there or the lightworkerslab.com. We have many offerings there. I'm a teacher and a guide in this community. So do check us out. And without further delay, I would love to welcome my guest today. She is an American banjoist, psychic medium, creator of the spiritual podcast Magic and Mediums, and the forthcoming Oracle deck of the same name. And her name is Anielle Reed. Welcome, Anielle. Thanks for having me. Hello. Oh, you sound so great because, you know, you're using a real microphone. And so that makes a big difference. <laughs> we got a yeah. pro on the show. <laughs> well, thank you for coming on the show today. Anielle's podcast is so dense with information. And I just love it because the heart, I, I relate to the heart. I resonate with your heart. and But your, uh, your methods are different than mine in that I'm not quite as much of a, a ritualist. I do have some rituals but I think rituals are powerful and helpful tools. And so I love how expert you are on all of this. And yet at the, at the fun foundation of, of the rituals is, of course, the heart and the fact that you are empowered and that the rituals are really just tools to help you remember your empowerment. And so I really appreciate that. I want to say that right up front. Thanks so much. <laughs> and so we have you on because we, I wanted to talk about all of that, you know, the magic, the divination, the psychic skills. You, you're just giving your audience so much of that information in every single podcast episode. And by the way, I would like to say Anyel is a really great psychic medium. And so we are taking calls. If you would like to call in with advice on, a, you know, a spiritual question or for us to take an intuitive look into something, or if you have a question about 
about some kind of magic or spell or anything that we talk about, because again, we have this incredible expert of all of these types of applications. 323-524-2599. That's 323-524-2599. Call in live. Aniel, why don't you let the audience, let everyone know about your journey and the work that you do? Um, well, I would say my whole life, I have been a psychic medium, but only until recently, and I would say a witch, um, only until recently did I find those words Mm -hmm. um, as applying to me. And I feel like, you know, throughout your whole life, I think most people are using magic, but they won't use that word. I think most of us are able to manipulate energy to satisfy our, our own desires, but I've just liked to do it in a more ritualistic uh, way. And um, recently, I uh, probably for the past three years, I've kind of came out of the broom closet <laughs> and yeah, um, just started, you know, sharing what I have been doing in my own life. And through that sharing, I've met a lot of really cool people and my own, I I would say powers, my own powers have even opened up more when I began to share it and use it to help others in their lives. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, when we teach, we learn. That's why I love teaching so much. I'm selfish. I want to learn more. And people ask, you know, people ask me a question and I just kind of say, sometimes you just go like, I don't know. And you just wait. It's, it's, the, it's just like any other creative process. It, it really is. And actually, you were talking about that, the creative process being the same as intuitive and, you know, psychic work with a previous guest. I mean, a, yes. a recent guest on your show. If you would like to, I don't remember your guest name, but you could give that person a call out if you like. <laughs> Hey, Shaheen Miro. He's the creator of the deck, the Lunar Nomad Oracle that's out now. And thanks for listening to the podcast. We oh, did just yeah. talk about that. <laughs> yes. Well, I, that is something that, that I actually, that's why I call myself a healing artist, because I, I, it's interesting when I was listening to you. I'm sorry. What is his name again? Shahiro? Shaheen Miro. Shaheen. Shaheen. When you and Shaheen were talking about that, and it's so funny, you know, even though I identify as an artist, it, it, as an intuitive artist, basically, and it, it, when I was, it <laughs> dawned on me when I was listening to you guys talk about it, that of course it's the same thing. It's creative. And so it's creator work and creator, (laughs) it's kind of like, you know, that art is somehow we don't think that art is spiritual or that intuitive work or psychic work is creative. It's all exactly the same bag because we're just working with the creator, a creator energy. Yes. Our God essence or with God, however you look at that. Well, you said you're a witch. Now, are you Wiccan or is this like the non-traditional, non, what what, what do you call that when you, when you identify as a witch sort of like, but it's not necessarily the religion of Wiccan. Some people. Exactly. Um, I I just read something that capital W means like the religious Wiccan and Mm -hmm. then without the capital is just like the practice. So I am just a practicing pagan. I mean, I incorporate everything. So um, I work with Jesus, ascended masters, Mm -hmm. mermaids, fairies. Um, It's very eclectic. So I I like to say witch because I think people just associate that with rituals, candles, magic, energy, Reiki, all of that is what I am doing. But I don't adhere to any sort of rules that I find a Wicca does have a, a set of rules. Yeah, and actually the Wiccan religion is actually not that old. I think it's only from like the fifties. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I, I definitely resonate with that too. I don't I I kind of use the word witch as a joke uh, because uh, it, to poke fun of it because, you know, before even before the Wiccan religion and they were burning witches and all this kind of stuff, you know, the church was doing that. And so when my husband husband kind of teases me, calls me a witch when he when either when he sees something really psychic happen, when I do something really psychic and he's like, oh, you're a witch. <laughs> <laughs> and or when I do or when I do some kind of healing for him, like, you know, he had he had the, a cold and I was like. Uh, applying, I was I was administering to him with essential oils and and energy work and stuff, and he's like, "Oh, I love when you witch it up." <laughs> <laughs> so 
So I take it as a compliment. (laughs) Yeah. And so tell us a little bit about some of your, uh, I mean, I I just love all the, I don't even know where to begin to ask you, some of the divination um, modalities that you utilize. And how did you, how did you discover these? Did you, do you do a, a lot of these just from your own soul remembrance or do you learn from others? Talk about that if you don't mind. Um, I mainly use cards, tarot cards, oracle cards for divination. Mm -hmm. Um, And that's actually, I would say um, for anybody who wants to get into the practice of uh, learning more about the past, present and future, that cards are a great way to start. And then after use of cards, you get comfortable with your own psychic abilities and you find that cards aren't something that you need. And then you can just kind of access that realm without cards as a tool. So I started with cards um, at a very young age. I was always drawn to it. My soul was just drawn to it. It's something, you know, you resonate with, you pick it up. There's really no reason why you just do it. Um, And I've been at cards for a very long time. And I still use cards um, as my primary source. I don't use runes. I don't read coffee grounds. Um, I do sometimes if I'm with someone, I will read um, via smudging, which is just using a feather and getting like Palo Santo smoke or sage smoke. And I could read the energy through that and get sort of like visions from just doing that too. Mm. Um, But um, I would say cards are my primary source um, of divination. And I got into it because Uh, you know, it's just on a soul level. I I think the first time I saw it, I was like, that's mine, you know? (laughs) Yeah. That's great. I, I love, I agree with you. And I still use cards as well. I don't, it's, what's interesting is I, I don't use cards in my one-on-one readings. I just don't, I don't know. I just never have. I -hmm. use them personally. And I think that they're wonderful tools for the self and, and and with others as well, like to do professional readings. I, I don't think that there's anything lesser to using cards in professional readings. And actually, when I, I use cards also when I'm doing like Facebook live readings because we just take the question off of the stream and it's a mini reading so you can kind of enhance it with the card. But I usually do the reading first and then I pull the card and then the card basically is evidence <laughs> to it always stands witness and is somehow saying exactly what I just said. And I'm like, y'all, I swear I didn't pick it in advance. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's an, a beautiful tool. I also use it for divination. The only thing, it's it's kind of a little self, um, I guess, created as something that I just do on my own at the end of my meditation. Sometimes I will just ask for a number and it might be a two or three digit number. And then I look it up on that site that everyone knows angel numbers by Joanne, right? Joanne, what's her name? Mm-hmm. Johanna, Joanna Wel- Walmsley. And it's, you know, it's just something, it's a message for me that it's so perfect for, to raise my energy that day and help me to focus in some area. So that's a kind of divination. You can make up your own uh, types of divination, right? Exactly. I mean, it's so personal because these are symbols that Mm -hmm. spirit knows connects with you and you understand them on a certain level. So I I think for everybody, uh, you need to allow these symbols to speak to you in your own way. You don't have to, you know, oh, because somebody says a hat is bad luck and you feel that a hat is good luck. Ignore what somebody else is saying, you know, absolutely to yourself. And there's symbols everywhere. You can take divination out of anything. Right. You know, talking about symbols and signs, you know, a lot of people, see feathers as a, a, synchroni- a synchronistic sign to that your angel is there. And yes. when I heard about that the first time when I was had just been open up to my metaphysical understanding in that way, and people, you know, feathers are a sign and everything, I actually told my spirit, I actually turned down that. I was like, hey, just so y'all know, that's not going to be a sign for me just because I have birds. And so there are feathers everywhere. <laughs> so it's never, <laughs> it's never going to be something that stands out. And mm-hmm. and incidentally, I've never like it's never been a sign for me outside of my home either. It's not something that shows up. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so it's it all goes to the fact, again, that sovereignty that that you can't really hear anything from the outside. You only ever hear it from the inside. Someone else holds space for you and or the tools actually help to connect you to your belief in something. Exactly. Talk about spells, though, because you you are I think you're an expert in spells. I hear you talk about those all the time. And I think that's beautiful. <laughs> Thanks. Mm-hmm. Um, 
spells are pretty much just a, a ritualistic way, a methodical way to achieve what you want. Um, and we, we achieve what we want. You can just ask, you know, your angels in your mind or mm-hmm. write it down. And, um, that could even be considered a spell. It's just a, a, a kind of non-scientific way to some degree to ask uh, for what you want in ways that maybe science can't explain. So I guess with law of attraction, that's kind of explaining what spells are. Mm-hmm. But um, it really is you can light a candle. You can write a petition down on just some brown paper. You can... Um, take a picture of what you want and put it as a vision board. You can bury something that you want into the ground so that it can grow for you. You can make a wish on a birthday cake. These are all uh, spells. Yeah. Really. Oh, yeah. I love that. <laughs> that I've never really thought of that. Of course, a wish on a birthday cake and a candle is an instrument that we've been using in spirituality since as, as long as we can remember, you know, ev- mm-hmm. invoking the element fire and fire elementals to help us. And, and an, you know, an extinguishing the flame is a very powerful symbol for us. And, well, don't let the church know that because they might tell people they can't have birthday cakes anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Exactly. Jehovah's Witnesses know about this. That's right. That's why That's mm-hmm. why they forbade birthdays. <laughs> we love all and we're not judging any religion. We're just saying. That's all. Y'all know it. <laughs> By the way, I want to just remind everyone again, 323-524-2599. And so you are a medium as well, Aniel. And how mm-hmm. long have you been practicing as a medium? Um, consciously, I, I say, should say, because <laughs> of probably yeah, yeah, your whole exactly. life, right? <laughs> um, consciously and for others, uh, a year, mm. I would say. Uh, Wonderful. Probably more, but um, to the point where I could actually accept money for it mm-hmm. would be around a year. That's wonderful. Um, yeah, and I... It's such a beautiful experience for myself mm-hmm. as giving the messages. Um, and I love how you just get to experience and witness all these different energies. Um, and you learn so much about yourself by allowing yourself to be a medium. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so you, um, now you, I, I imagine, I haven't heard you say on your podcast and I haven't asked you before that mm-hmm. you are of the belief that pretty much anyone is a medium or can be a medium. Is that, or, and maybe some people are more talented than others, but it's a skill you can develop. What, what do you think about that? Cause some people are like natural born medium and mm-hmm. other people are like, no, you can't, you, you have to learn it or you don't learn it or something like that. Mm-hmm. Do you, what is your opinion in that? Uh, my opinion is I don't ever want to say anything that's discriminatory mm. or spiritually racist, you know? <laughs> yeah. um, so I would never say, oh, she's a natural witch or she's a natural medium <laughs> because I think that is almost a little bit of ego mm. and a bit of just a discriminatory thing. Mm-hmm. I believe that if you in your mind think that you can be a medium, then yes, you can. And if you believe that you cannot be a medium, then you cannot be one. Um, I think the power of the mind is is so powerful um, that you decide what's going to happen for you. Of course, there are some people that um, they just have that desire more than others. Mm-hmm. Um, and that doesn't make them better or, or less than somebody who doesn't have that desire and who might not or might even have a, a medium gift. But I think all of us as, as people um, are born with a, an empathy mm-hmm. and we can decide to shut it down or not. Um, of course, there are, you know, different people that will say like autism, et cetera. But overall, I would say that everyone um, has the capability to communicate with the world that we cannot see. And it, it, I would even go so far as to say that it's our right mm-hmm. to be able to be efficient communicators with psychic abilities. So oh, I would I say agree. everyone. Yeah, I, I love that. I completely agree. I, I believe it's all right, too. I mean, I am of the understanding and feeling that we are way more spirit than we are physical. So mm-hmm. it's perfectly natural. This is something that I tell my students that uh, you aren't changing and you aren't like becoming something different. You're just becoming more natural. You're just l- losing some of the filters, some of the things that we put on so that you could focus on this physical experience. And that's okay. That's a part of the journey. That's always a journey back home. Yes. And I, I agree with that as well. And I do think that anyone can 
pursue whatever abilities or skills that they'd like in the intuitive realm. And sometimes people think this is, it's all again, it's just this journey of sovereignty, of understanding you are creator essence. You're just an aspect of the design, divine. You are an expression of God. And so sometimes people are like, what are my abilities? I want to get, I want to have my abilities read. And sometimes, you know, you can see the abilities that are emerging for them. And confirm that for them. But sometimes I'm told, you know, like my guides will tell them just basically, what do you like? What you want to do? Come on. You know, Aniel is also a banjoist. (laughs) You know, that is that is a a skill that is a a skill that she developed in the creative arts because she liked it because you were interested in the banjo, I assume. Right. Yeah. And could have been the guitar. It could have been the harp. And maybe you will pick up those sometime. I don't know. But you're like not so much with the harp. (laughs) (laughs) But it has to do that. And another thing along those lines is that when people have had experiences happen to them, you know, supernatural or psychic experiences, when they felt that they weren't really open to it yet, I think that there's something that's in their unconscious still that is open to it. And it has more to do with the personality that either has you experience things or not experience things. Does that make sense to you? Does that, you know what I'm talking about there? Yeah, completely. Mm-hmm. I actually went to an event yesterday with, um, it, it's called uh, The Trap Witch. She's on Instagram and Tatiana Tarot had an event and they brought 50 women together to talk about magic. And a lot of them, I, I would say, unfortunately, talked about experiencing things in their dreams that they're just running away from mm-hmm. and growing up in homes where um, psychic abilities were really pushed down. Um, and because of that, they're seeing these sort of shadow beings kind of manifest in their life, these things kind of haunting them, um, and they're deciding to run away from it. Mm-hmm. So a lot of people are running away from this psychic world um, because, okay, Yes, it can be scary, but I think it's only scary because you are approaching it with a sense of fear as well. So um, it completely makes sense to me what you said. Absolutely. Well, even, you know, you're talking about in the spirit realm and this experience of spirituality. If you're vibrating to fear, then, yeah, you'll be seeing shadow beings and all that kind of stuff. And it shouldn't be that shocking because when I was vibrating more to fear, I had fearful physical events happen in my life. So, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not that the, the, the blessed part about it be about something in the spiritual realm and the supernatural is that you can you can rise above it faster because there isn't the density of the physical. So if you're in a bad relationship, it's going to take a while for you to break up with the person and move your shit out of the house. But if you (laughs) see a shadow person, you could just be like, oh, that doesn't really exist as long as I don't want it to. And poof, because it's in the thought form reality still. It's in the formless, less formed reality. So it's a lot easier. So y'all, the spirit realm is something to be less afraid of. (laughs) Yes. I would like to point out, though, that I think uh, it's so important to once you see that to address it on that spiritual level, mm. because if not, it's just going to manifest itself into your physical reality. And yeah. you're going to have to deal with it either way on the spiritual realm or on the physical. And honey, I think it's a lot better to deal with it on the spiritual realm than mm. having you know, stuff really get in trouble on the physical realm. Yes, absolutely. And, you know, when I've made some kind of weird decisions in in my spiritual practice, And I could see that if I didn't, and when I say weird, well, I'll just give you an example because that sounds creepy when I say that. I was actually on someone's show as the psychic and I could tell these people, they weren't psychics themselves or, you know, they weren't spiritual people specifically. I'm sorry. They are, everyone is spiritual. What I mean is it wasn't a a show that was dedicated to this. I was on there to be almost like a part, do parlor tricks and stuff. Mm. And so I had this moment where I was like, oh, I really want to perform for them to their expectations. And so I looked into the end energy field of one of the the hosts in order to see something just evidential. And so I was basically, I was pursuing it, not out of love. I was just pursuing it out of signs and wonders. And I saw something and I didn't like it. (laughs) And I was like, whoa, and I shut it down and I didn't speak of it. And I just, you know, I, I pulled myself out of that and oriented immediately back to love. But I can see that had I not addressed that in the spirit realm, I may have been continuing to go on other shows as the parlor trickery. And you know what I mean? Like it could have become something really unpleasant for me in the physical. That, yes. Does that make sense? Completely. <laughs> yeah. Completely. You, yeah. 
Go ahead. Sorry. I also want to say uh-huh. what you just said reminded me also of the work um, that you know, I think most of us who are mediums, we're healers too. So we're seeing some stuff that could be negative that is, you know, around a lot of people. So um, it what you were saying also goes with like your intention that might have been ego and then you're seeing mm-hmm. this, but um, you do have to prepare yourself to some degree to see some things that some people are carrying around. Yes. Well, that's different too. See, yeah. when I see things with people, when I see an attachment or I see something, mm-hmm. you know, when I'm working with someone and I haven't, it, it doesn't frighten me or alarm me because I'm completely in love. And then I also, you know, I don't necessarily say, hey, there's a giant boogeyman standing behind you either. I figure mm-hmm. out how to just, you know, make it up, make them not scared and raise their vibration. But you're right, totally. But it, I, I find, as long as you're pursuing love that you it, it it's all it's folly because I am love and mm-hmm. one time um, a dragon actually one of my dragon guides I love dragons I love dragons yeah, <laughs> I teach on dragons and elementals so and a dragon was telling me I was it was a dragon deva because someone had asked me about reptilians and are they associated with dragons and everything and so I actually just went to the, a dragon deva and asked him how to answer this question and he said well of course different beings who are transdimensional they could cloak themselves and you know and all that kind of stuff he said but if you're in if you're in love and truly in in the in the vibration of love that a reptilian or whatever kind of transdimensional being trying to mask themselves as an angelic dragon would look like a three-year-old with a Halloween mask onto you. It would be laughable. It's like so obvious and laughable. So, <laughs> so again, just to reassure everyone that you're so powerful. You're so powerful when you're doing any of this work or just in any of your experience. And I, I really just love to encourage people to access that spiritual side of themselves no matter what. And they're listening to the show for a reason. They're listening to Anyel's show for that reason as well. Exactly. I would like to take a moment to talk about our sponsor for this episode of Charmed Life. Now, you all know that this show, that Charmed Life, is all about unconditional love. That's why I have Anyel on today, because we're about magic and unconditional love. Well, our sponsor today, Zola Registry, is too. All about love. Zola is a wedding company that will do anything for love. And it's so much more, really, than just a wedding registry. They have so many fun and easy-to-use features, but what's amazing about it is it's completely free. Zola Registry has all of your favorite department stores, plus different things like the Honeymoon Fund, fitness classes, wine subscriptions, and so much more. They have really amazing, friendly customer service team that will go above and beyond helping you to pick out like that perfect blender or mixer or even like walking a grandmother through how to, you know, navigate a couple's registry and, and, you know, the whole technological side of that. I think that's really sweet. You can personalize your registry with photos and notes and all the different things, the reasons you may be coveting certain gifts. The group gifting feature, I think, is really cool because it lets multiple guests contribute to big ticket item gifts. And that was something I was super shy about putting on my registry when I was getting married because I was like, ah, no, that's expensive. But group gifting makes you more confident about that and allows the couple to be able to go for pricier items. Zola has a free suite of wedding planning tools like your like free wedding websites or if you have your wedding website yourself already you can easily integrate Zola into your personal website. So to sign up with Zola and receive a $50 credit toward your registry go to zola.com/ charmed like my show. That's again that's zola z o l a.com/ charmed. And we're back with Anyel Reed. So uh, now, I have heard you mention runes. Is runes something you use, or you said mostly you just use cards? Yeah, I mostly use cards, but um, I am aware that runes are used. I actually don't even own uh, a pair of runes. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, yeah. then let's talk about cards. Now, you are uh, of the mind that we are very empowered, and so do, how do you feel? Some people say, oh, you really need to learn the tarot system before you start using it. What is your opinion on being, you know, using oracle versus tarot, or how educated you have to be in order to be using them? Um, I think use whatever resonates with you. Um, I have tarot and I have a bunch of Oracle decks. Um, and it, each 
each deck is allowing you to access different parts of yourself. Mm. So um, especially with Oracle decks, there's mermaid, dragon, fairy, um, all sorts of anything you can think of with Oracle decks. And they are really portals to these worlds. So um, if you are interested in having a deeper connection with angels, get yourself some angel Oracle decks or an angel tarot deck. Mm. Um, And the tarot really... It represents more than just, okay, accessing the spirit world. The tarot um, incorporates numerology. It incorporates the Kabbalah system. Um, It incorporates, it has so many different uh, symbols that come from very ancient um, spiritual practices. So if you want to... kind of incorporate that too, all these hidden symbols and extra energies, then I would say you really should just pick up a light book on learning the tarot. You don't need to, you know, treat this as you're getting your PhD, Mm -hmm. but just, you know, scroll through it. And really, this is just a tool to your intuition. So don't feel like I can't do it until I finish this $300 book and watch 80 videos on YouTube on the tarot. This is allowing you to just have fun and see, learn your own intuitive style. I know with the cards, sometimes they speak to me or sometimes I just look at it and then something will pop out to me. So the cards themselves are just... uh, I I would say that it's really just you. So whatever Mm -hmm. you want to do, don't feel ashamed about it and just do it. And also if there's a deck, I would like to say that if there's a deck that makes you feel a little icky or fearful, stop using it. You you don't need to use a deck because everybody on Instagram is trending, you know, with this particular deck. Um, Get a deck that really resonates with you. That's great. Yes. Great advice. Thank you for that. And we do, I believe we have a call. Yes, Jarvis? Well, let's take a call, if you don't mind. All right. Hello. You're on the air. Who's this? Almost. Not quite there. Hello, Jarvis. <laughs> I forgot to ask the Specialty Angels of Technology to make sure that the phone calls are coming in. It's not, not working right now? Okay, great. Well, back to <laughs> the tarot. <laughs> That's wonderful. And also what I love about tarot is that it's based on the elements as well. And, you know, I'm a Gaia girl. And <laughs> I love, and, you know, as, a, as a, a, a witch and a pagan yourself, then, of course, the elements are, are a big part of your practice. And I, I imagine something that calls to your heart really profoundly. Yeah, I actually have a tattoo of Gaia, the Captain Planet version on my arm. Um, So I'm really, you know, there's just so much involved with with the cards. So like you said, the elements, they have the four suits. So there's water, earth, fire. So the cups represent water and emotions. And I would say, um, you know, knowledge is power. So if you want to get into tarot, do pick up a book because you're going to learn more than just the tarot. You're going to learn about like you said, the elements as mm-hmm. well. Yes, and that's uh, so grounding. That's what's so beautiful about that is to recognize that you are spirit in physical form. And that's actually the process. Sometimes when we, you know, I just hear people sometimes feeling like they want spirituality to rescue them from the physical mm-hmm. experience, but that's just not true. That's that's as much as, that's as untrue as being a skeptic and complete in complete disbelief about your spiritual side, denying mm-hmm. the physical form. You, you, you know what I mean? I know exactly what you mean. I think that spirituality doesn't rescue from physicality, but allows you to live physicality mm-hmm. fully. I think fear kind of, I would say rescue means kind of taking you away from something. Mm-hmm. I think fear kind of takes you away from life and spirituality puts you into it. And almost, I don't want to say control, but gives you a greater sense of awareness mm-hmm. so that you can be a little bit more in control. I think control is okay because it's a manner of waking up to realize mm-hmm. that you are in the matrix and you're running the matrix. So it is a kind of control to recognize, again, your power and your identity with divine and that you are here creating your reality, whether you've known it or not. I know that Abraham Hicks, she says, you don't have to know about gravity in order for gravity to work. If you don't know about gravity, you're not going to walk outside and fall up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's just the mm-hmm. truth that if you don't understand, even if you don't aren't aware of the fact that you are creating your reality that you're manipulating energy and your 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 frequency is is creating is causing energy to to come into density and to new form 
it's just happening. And the fact of the matter is that it's our natural understanding of that. But we've put on we've we've put on amnesia and we put on filter in order to misremember that or or not remember that. Forget it. Exactly. <laughs> and so doing spells uh, and magic itself is really just acknowledging that moment in which you are deciding to create uh, the next chapter in your life. Mm, yes. You're spelling it out. For, spelling it out for yourself. Yeah. Oh, that's a pun. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even realize. <laughs> and, oh, oops. We had <laughs> we have a more technical difficulty. That's oh, Okay. okay. Oh, thank you so much, Specialty Angels of Technology, for helping us to have a clear connection with spirit at this time. Thank you so much. Thank you for the opportunity to serve, too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, there was something else I was going to say about the about using cards and it, basically just to the point of tools. Everything I tell my students that everything that we recognize outside of ourself is really just a tool. And that is kind of like the du- the experience of duality. So even, you know, this program is a tool. And we're supposed to use tools and not have tools use ourselves. So, oh, we have a call. Actually, maybe we should take that call since uh, it seems to be on our side this time. <laughs> Hi, you're on the air. Who's this? <laughs> Hi, is this me? Yeah, it's you. <laughs> oh, yay. yay. Hi, this is Lisa. <laughs> Hi, Lisa. We Hi. have, we have Anyel Reed on with us. What's going on with you today, Lisa? Hi, Anielle. Hi, Trisha. Hi. Hey. Um, I, sorry, there's an echo. Um, let me make sure I've got this down. I was really, I just kind of wanted a general reading, I guess, but I was really intrigued when she was mentioning the mermaids. So maybe I would like some information about if she can intuit, if that's the word, into. Yeah. That's my draw to that. Sure. Go ahead. Anyel, do you uh, you have something for yeah. Lisa? I would say that anything, if it sticks out to you and you even want to ask a question about it, means that it is there in your field. Mm-hmm. So if, if you have that desire, if it even pops into your head, that you could say that the mermaids are, are putting that in your head if you're comfortable with that, or there's something that they have mm-hmm. to teach you. So just when you have the desire, know that, Trust yourself that, yes, there's a reason why you're having that. So I would say yes. Um, And if you want to learn about mermaids, um, if you wanted to do a reading for yourself, uh, Lucy Cavendish has a great mermaid oracle deck um, that you could pick up and get closer to mermaids through that. I have a ton of mermaid books um, that you could reach out to me. And I know that uh, Trisha does an elemental kind of uh, course so you can learn more about mermaids through that too um yeah but know that i i definitely say yes that there is something to be learned from mermaids for you it could be um getting in touch with your emotions it could be getting in touch with your feminine sensuality and not being afraid of that um it could be also just just being a woman and being free and wild because they, they are that they are this wild, raw, feminine power, but also extremely beautiful. Um, and they are not afraid to use their voice to get a man. Um, so there's so many things that you can learn from them. And I think um, it's time for you to, to learn that. That sounds wonderful. Thanks. Awesome. Thanks Thank on you. <laughs> Another thing, it, Lisa, is that, you know, it, the golden era of Atlantis, the Atlantis was real, is real. Atlantis, um, this was the kind of the last time that we could see a lot of these elemental beings with our physical eyes and we worked with them consciously and mermaids were very much a part of the Atlantean era and as were a lot of other animals that we don't see anymore. For example, like Dolphins and and whales are actually ascended animals. They had the opportunity to ascend, but they chose to stay here physical. But the versions of them that we see now are, they literally pale in comparison. Like physically, they pale. They they were much more colorful. They were bioluminescent and they they had a a lot of, um, it was like light burst off of them. They were, their arc field was really present with them. And so they were, they were not just these gray animals. You probably have a connection to all of those kinds of sea-bearing elementals. And uh, the uh, elemental deva that oversees water, they're called undines. And so we each have an elemental guide that is master guide who is with us from each element through our whole life. 
So you may be wanting to connect with your Undyne guide too. Um, I see something okay. about three years. Lisa, have you, is, since the last three years you've been like more open, did you have some kind of awakening three years ago or you've been, there's something about three years that's been very significant for you? Three years ago? Or like the three years is what mm-hmm. I'm hearing. Like the last three years or three years, something significant has been happening. I think if you're not aware of it, then that just means that you have been regritting and you've been working up to something really powerful. This Atlantis thing is no joke. Uh, you know, you were mm-hmm. very likely a master of that time. I think you have some strong connection to animals. I have a cat in your field as well. It seems like a light colored cat, mm-hmm. someone that was with you before. It's a spirit animal spirit guide. And then we're also, I'm also seeing connecting the sacral chakra to the heart for partnership, bringing up the emotional energy to the higher heart so that it isn't just emotional, but it is the unconditional feeling, healing kind of feeling from the heart and rather than just being in the lower emotional kind of state of it. Does that make sense to you? Mm-hmm. Yeah, completely. All of it makes a lot of sense. <laughs> Good. Well, thank you so much for calling. And yeah. yeah, go go. just follow that divine curiosity. Be excited about finding out what mermaids are and what are these spiritual beings and how am I connected to them. It really opens up a lot of doors. I also wanted to say one thing awesome. and then I completely you, forgot. Mm-hmm. Hello? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, so nope. for her, I completely forgot that I do have two meditations out um, from Anyel Reed Tarot on YouTube, which is uh, to find your mermaid guide and uh, letting go of fear uh, with your mermaids. Oh, so. amazing. I know. Oh, awesome. Thank you. <laughs> Everyone should hear that. Uh, is it YouTube.com slash Anyel Reed? Is that how they find your yeah, channel? Um, Anyel Reed Tarot, and okay. I have two mermaid meditations out. Oh, that's wonderful. How exciting. I'm going to go do those. That sounds great. <laughs> Thank you for Me calling, too. Lisa. <laughs> Thank you both so much. Have a great day. Bye. You too. Bye-bye. All right. Well, let's do, before we uh, start to wrap up, Anyel, tell everyone how they could get in touch with you. And I know you have an Oracle deck that is forthcoming, right? So let's, let's hear about yeah. that stuff. Um, so I do have a podcast that you mentioned, which is Magic and Mediums. Magic is spelled with a K. Um, and it has its own website. Um, I do readings through that. I'm very active on Instagram, which is Magic and Mediums. And I do have an Oracle deck that I'm going to be releasing the Kickstarter for, which is Magic and Mediums Oracle deck. And it's a 44 card Oracle deck that just, uh, allows you to find the magic within Mm. and introduces you to different rituals from all different paths with a kind of non-denominational slant, no judgment approach. Um, So all of that is accessible from my site, magicandmediums.com. And if you want to hear more about me as a musician, uh, it's onyellreed.com and yeah, you, I'm very approachable. So you can DM me um, or email me at magicandmediums at gmail.com as well. Great. Thank you so much. Uh, and so tell us about the Oracle. So you said it's 44 cards. Mm-hmm. And what kind of, do you want to share what kind of images or topics that um, you, yeah. Oh, good. You have them. Oh, good. That's yeah. wonderful. <laughs> um, they're all, you know, I share the images on Instagram, on my website. It has its own page, Magic and Mediums Oracle, you know, from my website. Um, it's fantastical art. Mm-hmm. It, it is it has this raw feminine energy, but when, when I say raw feminine energy, I like to use that word raw because I want people to know that as feminine energy also has its bits of masculine, you know, the tone. So it, it, it's a bit goth, but also just beautiful at the same time, which I wasn't finding in a lot of decks. I think a lot of decks are very biased energy wise Mm. um, and sometimes a bit unbalanced because, you know, if you get an Oracle deck, you want to meet just mermaids, you know. Mm-hmm. But this deck, Oracle deck, allows you to, it has mermaids, it has fairies, it talks about ancestor work, um, it talks about kind of the demons within yourself um, and outside of yourself, Um so many different things that it approaches hoodoo um it approaches angel magic anything mm-hmm. any sort of magical pathway you can think of left hand right hand it talks about those different things um how you can learn from those things um how they could be blocking you from really 
taking your power for yourself um, and more. I love that. I agree with that. I like that uh, raw feminine energy. As I, like you said, I do have an elemental class that I teach. And that's one of the one of the things that the elementals have told me because people say, how do I approach the elemental elemental guides or the fairies? And because they can be known to have, you know, an edge or that they can be mischievous and all that kind of thing. And first of all, hello, law of attraction. I'm not saying that there aren't any fairies or elementals that are, that could be mischievous, but guess what? People, what must they think of us? Yeah. <laughs> So I'm not worried <laughs> about that. I just want to be friends with the ones I want to be friends with and my energy will align. So that's thing one. But the thing two is, but they are the elemental beings and nature spirits. They are very concerned with the earth and they are really powerful manifestors. And they do want us to, the, those of us who are compassionate and love centered to have more of the manifested, the physicalized things, because there is power on this plane of having things. And it's just true. So they, they do have an interest in that. And they also have, they don't have quite as much patience as say angels do, because mm-hmm. again, I imagine they're sick of us, you know, polluting the planet and all of that kind of thing. So I always say that, or at least this is what the elements, elementals have told me, that the best way to approach them is in a similar manner to how you would approach a lover or what you want from a lover. And I don't mean this like sexually, erotically charged, but the content of how you, how you um, like I say, approach or engage. You want to be in possession of what you want, you want to know that. Don't you want your lover to know what they want from you and what what their own preferences are and what is going to excite them? And you also want to, your lover to be very curious about you. So it's both. It's this powerful knowing and ownership of your desires and this curiosity about what the other wants as well. And that to me, it, it, it vibrates to when you say raw feminine power, raw feminine energy. It's it's mm-hmm. primal and it's it's beautiful. It's very natural. Yeah. And I like also what you mentioned. I do have a card uh, that's respect mm. and it details um, the goddess Hecate and mm. somebody is offering flowers to her and one of her heads is turned to the back. And I think it's it's very important when you want to work with different entities. I don't think you should come with a sense of entitlement. Yes, you know, we we're amazing and we're powerful, but you should also come to working with these fairies, not as, Hey, I don't know you. I didn't even research anything about you, but can you give me a thousand dollars? That's not going to really work. So I think, um, with anybody, you know, take the time to get to know them. Like you said, like a courtship phase, you know, mm. if you want somebody to marry you, you best take them out on three dates and <laughs> put some makeup on, you know? So <laughs> it's the same goes with, the, these uh, energies as well, fairies, mm-hmm. mermaids, etc. Of course, some will come to you and they're extremely loving, but um, you need to have respect for yourself and for them to have the best relationship that you can have. Right. Yeah. Respect. That's very important. You know, the curiosity, but with complete respect, you, the, the assertiveness, not aggressiveness. You, there's a distinction there. There is a, a really important distinction there. Assertiveness means owning your desires and and honoring them. And that honor goes both ways. Now, angels, on the other hand, or even our, our spirit guides who may have been formerly human, they ha- they may have a bit more patience because... Mm-hmm. They, they're just more, they're, they're up in the higher densities. And so, but at the same time, they kind of don't necessarily have the same interest or consideration for manifestation. They do help us with manifesting, but kind of more generally speaking, this is my experience, to helping us tune our vibration and for that bigger picture. Whereas, you know, an, a, a gnome will be like, yeah, I could see how you need a thousand dollars and you're going to do good, good stuff with it, you know, and it can actually help you to align with that. Mm-hmm. That's kind of that, <laughs> that, disti- that the power of working with as above, so below. Yeah, I completely agree with you on that, too. And I also think that's why it's so important to meditate and be in tune with yourself before you start asking for things, because angels, I feel they're looking at the whole picture holistic. So let's say you're like, hey, I need a thousand dollars right now. An angel will be like, you know what? You really don't. Mm -hmm. You actually need to go to school or something, you know. (laughs) But if you talk to like an elf, they'll be like, yeah, I'll give it to you. They don't care about 
I mean, they, they do care, but it, they're not looking at the whole picture or as such a higher perspective yeah. as I think uh, an archangel would. Right, exactly. And I mean, they are and we everything is one and all of that kind of thing. But mm-hmm. just as, you know, sometimes we're more concerned about clipping our toenails mm-hmm. <laughs> as to what is my life purpose. So the, that is just sort of the orientation that these that we have these helpers who can help, you know, help us with the different perspectives. I mean, we are divinely vast. We have infinite perspectives in, from our own soul experience. And then from the spirit experience, which is just slightly different toggle. Again, the soul is like the individualized version of spirit, whereas the spirit is the expanded universal version of the soul. And that duality, that dual experience, it's not a vocabulary lesson. It's just a way to look at it. But, you know, <laughs> I saw you going, hmm, it's interesting. Yeah. <laughs> but can you feel that a little bit using those words that way when you kind of we interchange them? But how the soul is almost more individualized, whereas spirit is like bigger, you know. And that's how yeah. I, those higher, higher density, higher forms of energy guides, angels, archangels, or even our spirit guides, ancestor guides might be more to the spirit aspect, whereas the elementals and the nature spirits, they may be helping us with the grounded aspects. That's a way to look at it. Yeah. The roots of the tree or the leaves of the tree. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, we do have just a minute or so left, so um, I would I want you to have another opportunity to tell folks how they can find you on Instagram, for example, or anything else you would like to tell the audience of Charmed Life. I highly recommend y'all going to find Anyel's podcast, Magic and Mediums. Like I say, very informative, a, a lot of resources. I find it really fascinating because, again, it's, a, it's different than the way I approach things, and it's so helpful. Thank you. Yeah. So like you said, magic and mediums. Um, I I mean, it might be hurting myself, but I think um, to anyone who is listening, I'm very big on just you have the answers within yourself. So it's fun to to learn about what other people are doing. But, you know, don't be afraid to find the answers within yourself, to take time out to meditate. And you'll find a lot of the things that I'm saying are things that you already know. Yes. Well, that's something that I say is that a teacher actually doesn't teach you anything. A teacher holds space with you to access the knowledge you already have. Exactly. Well, thank you again for being on today, Anyel. Really illuminating. I just love all the work that you're doing, and I hope you'll come back another time. That would yeah. Be, yeah, that would be great. <laughs> and thank you all for watching and listening today to Charmed Life. And I will see you next week at 11 a.m. Pacific live on UBNRadio.com Channel 1 or any of my social media outlets. You can find me by looking for Charmed Life with Trisha Carr or Trisha Carr Charm is my handle on many social media platforms. Thanks for tuning in. I love you, whoever you are. Oh, oh, oh.